Cartier-Bresson's photos ran in the bazaar the next spring, accompanied by a text by Janet Flanner. Back in Paris, Snow reconnected with its fashion set, then, arriving home, embarked almost at once on a new love affair, she later wrote, another magazine. Based on a section of the bazaar inaugurated in 1943, featuring fashions for young women, Junior Bazaar magazine was launched just after the competing Seventeen first appeared in 1944. Decades before the debut of Teen Vogue, Snow reveled in the chance to cover a confused world of novices in ballet slippers and wide hair ribbons. Junior Bazaar also brought me my last great discovery. That was Richard Avedon. Avedon had been looking at Snow's Bazaar for years. I was brought up on Harper's Bazaar, Vanity Fair, and Vogue, he said. The magazines reflected the dreams of his parents. His father, Jacob Jack Avedon, was a forbidding, remote, demanding, embittered American of Russian-Jewish descent. Born on the boat that brought him here, abandoned by his father, taken from his mother, raised in part in an orphanage on the Lower East Side, he owned a Fifth Avenue women's clothing store with a brother. Dick's mother, Anna, hailed from a garment manufacturing family well enough off to have had a carriage and horses in the days before automobiles. Like snow, Dick grew up breathing the heady scent of style. The Avedon Emporium was high-end. I was surrounded by women who believed in clothes, Avedon said. I learned how deep their love of surface went. He was born in 1923 and photography was a part of his life from the beginning. His father taught him the basics, and he was already taking photographs with his family's Kodak box brownie when he joined the YMHA Camera Club at age 12 in 1935. When I was a boy, he once wrote, my family took great care with our snapshots. We posed in front of expensive cars, homes that weren't ours. We borrowed dogs. All of the photographs in our family album were built on some kind of lie about who we were and revealed a truth about who we wanted to be. The family's fortunes were traced in real estate. Dick spent Saturdays at the family store in a six-story Italian Renaissance mansion at Fifth Avenue and 40th Street. When Dick was three in 1926 and his sister Louise won, the family moved to a stucco house in Cedarhurst, a suburban town on Long Island, Four years later, at the start of the Depression, when Avedon's went out of business after Jack's brother lost his money in bad investments, Jack became an insurance salesman. In 1931, the family moved to East 98th Street near Fifth Avenue, where Dick slept in a windowless dining alcove that he decorated with fashion photos. When Jack became a buyer at a women's clothing store in 1932, they moved to East 86th Street. The family emphasis was on survival, being educated, being a provider, and living up to the world, Avedon said. His father, whom he called the judge, focused on responsibility, strength, and the power of appearances. Life was a battle, and you had to be armed for it. Dick's mother cared about progressive politics, intellect, and creativity. Somehow I got the message that I had to be one kind of person to please my mother another to please my father. Dick was a young celebrity collector, a manic autograph hound, he recalled, 
who once tracked Salvador Dali to his New York hotel suite to get his name on a scrap of paper. The surrealist painter came to the door wearing a snake. Behind him, his wife, Gala, posed in the nude. The experience stayed with Avedon, and in years to come, he would ask women to pose with snakes, leading to his famous poster image of the nymphet actress Nastasia Kinsky wearing nothing but a python. Initially, Avedon was satisfied with signatures of celebrities, from Einstein to Toscanini. Sergei Rachmaninoff, the composer who lived in the same apartment house as Avedon's grandparents, became his first photographic portrait subject. I was a fan.